You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. We're not going to be messing around this evening because Justin and I have been recording what seems like different days on end as we've been undergoing a little bit of stress with the second show that we're trying to iron out we just got finished recording like who five would have minutes ever ago thought, who would have ever thought that our our recorded show would be the stressful much one. more stressful yeah. than our than our live show yeah although our live show we've gotten to the point where we show up we're ready to go yeah it's the, kind the, of is like that one, it's a little different there, well there's a lot more production values with the second one which i'm sure is just going to get i mean much like this show when we started it we had that little plastic right. microphone that we passed back, we passed and, back forth. and forth. There was no video. It was just us on blog talk radio. <laughs> um, so we're, we're a little bit different now, obviously with Ustream, multiple cameras, some transitions, some video we're using Mixler. Now having an ongoing chat, lots of stuff happening uh, for, uh, um, for the Joe Mays and JRF show. And we'll get there eventually with the Bulldog Hour. We didn't even have time to change the backdrop once again. That's uh, all right. But we're, we're just cross-advertising. Yeah, right. Cross-advertising here. So, um, But yeah, welcome to the 184th episode of the Joe Mays and JRF show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, and like like he said, we're, we're kind of just in the groove right now. Uh, just finished recording um, you know, the the pieces for our, our other show, which you can see in the background, the Bulldog Hour. And... Uh, you know, ready to go though. This is something I've given some some uh, thought about this week, and, uh, and you know, again, this is one of those where I I'm not sure, and it may change as we go through the show. Uh, what my predictions are for the AFC East. Yeah, so we're talking AFC East tonight. Obviously, the division home to my team, the Dolphins, and also home to the team that um, my uncle wishes for, which we hear from him all the time. Obviously, being the New England Patriots, and uh, we already have been contacted by him. <laughs> Getting ready to start this show, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, but first, we'll tackle this email, which I you've read already. I'm right, yeah, I'm going to hear it for yeah. the first time. So why don't you go ahead and use the May Sandwich Shop email inbox and right, so uh, talk about his email. We we got we got an email already right before the show from our our faithful listeners up uh, in New England, and um, you know he he mentioned how he heard Justin say several shows ago that the Patriots always seem to get the best schedule. I believe he knows that there's a blueprint and that you just plug in the teams at the end of the season by where they finish. Uh, so do we, so we do get to play the best teams uh, every time and not always on our home field. Now I, I do understand, you know, they play a lot of uh, good teams because they are, they win their division virtually every year. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. Um, it, it just seems like when, when you look at some of the games and I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it, I'm not trying to be, say this like, you know, it's an it's an advantage. You know, I'm not. I'm. This is one time where I'm not trying to say that the Patriots do get an advantage because I they obviously have no control over this. Um, but it it does seem like one of those things where, you know, like I know Peyton Manning has played in New England, um, like I believe a lot more times than he's played the team yeah. away from me. Now again, I don't know what goes into determining it when it's There's not. A- formulaic right. reasoning for NFL scheduling right. and some of it's really easy some of it I'm not right. sure exactly and, and that's how all, it works that's all and I what meant, we're like, talking however about however it happens 
they've seemed to play some teams at home more than they play them away. Well, we're but talking they do about play some big is road the, games. Too. You play obviously everyone in your division twice. Everyone from a division in the NFC once. So right there is ten games. Right. So you're left with six more. You play the same team that finished in the same spot as you from the year before. So the Patriots finished first in the East. They also play the AFC North, the AFC West, and the AFC South, the first place teams from those divisions. So that's right. three more games. Right. Which and the is other three come from games. rotating through the rest of one of the other AFC divisions. What I don't know how they figure out is how you get which one's home, which one's away. Right, yeah. It I obviously doesn't go on what happened in the last meeting because, like you said, Manning's played many more times in New England. And right. I'm just talking, obviously, playoffs is dictated right, by right. Your, yeah, absolutely. Your, your rankings and how and you finish the season. And that may skew but... like, the view on it because you know the Patriots have been that number one seed a number of times. So, And, and I get the Patriots have no control over that at all. Um, and, you know. It was just one of those things. Like the the Manning one is the one that sticks out in my mind. But no, yeah, I I think um, and I assume they're in New England to start on you know a, Thursday a week night, and a half, September tenth, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Steelers. Um, yeah, so you know it, it's just one of those where I I just I don't know what goes into determining the home in a way. Um, and you know I'm I'm a little offended that. Our, our Patriots fan would imply that I don't think everything's always <laughs> wholesome with the Patriots. I, I don't know what he's getting at there. I, the next comment, I just like that's just such that's <laughs> very trollish here. He he must have been watching. Uh, he must be watching the Patriots game last night or today, talking about how uh, Garoppolo has looked better than Brady, which makes him the second best quarterback in the AFC East. Um, I understand the Jets and Bills don't have quarterbacks. But to say Garoppolo is better than, than Tannehill is just ridiculous. But I think he's just trying to, you know, stick to poke me with the fork here and just try to get me going. Nice try. I'm not going to take the bait. I'm just gonna... I try it all the time, Rich. I try <laughs> to get him going all the time. So. And I will, I will mention his last point here because I don't want to forget it at the end. Right, we'll right, be right. rushing to finish here and get out of here on time um, and, you know, get some food and some water because we are pretty, pretty tired from what we've been doing yesterday and all uh, evening, it feels like today. Um, but I do want to wish um, my aunt a happy birthday, as it is today. Uh, so, Aunt Diane, happy birthday from the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. I know this yeah, is the most birthday. important part of her day. Right, absolutely. I know she's been looking forward to this all day. So, <laughs> so we appreciate the first email from Rich. Maybe there'll be another one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, probably depends on what we have to say about his, his Patriots. Um, but we might as well just get started with that. Everyone that has been listening to the show for a while knows how to contact us, so we're not even going to deal with that tonight. We're going to move right on and talk about the AFC East as we're finally here. We're going to start at the bottom as we usually do, and I think this one's pretty simple to figure out. And we're going to do that like we did a few weeks ago where you'd say one, two, three, and we'll, we'll say it because uh, I feel like we've got to be exact. So fourth place team in the AFC East, one, two, three. Three Jets. Jets. <laughs> it has to be the Jets, right? I don't know. If I don't think it has to. It be. has to be the Jets. I don't think it has, it to, has be. to be the Jets. Except their offense is going to be really bad. Um, I think Chris Ivory has the potential to be okay, except they have no, no real other weapons. I mean, Eric Decker is outside. Um, you know, on record as saying he doesn't really care how the team does because he's getting paid. Um, which a lot of players may think, but few players actually say it out loud to the media. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and probably that's a good decision. Um, so so when you talk about um, you know, what what's going on there, I you know, whether they're 
you know, starting quarterback, maybe starting quarterback will be able to talk at all. Like, who knows? Um, maybe having, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick back there isn't a bad thing, you know, especially if you're going to hand the ball off a bunch and, you know, try and distribute it when you have to do your weapons. So we'll kind of have to wait and see uh, how the, how this all works out. So I know we got at least two viewers right now. That's right. You know, we got my uncle in Massachusetts, and we have your uh, one-plus-year-old son there watching. Um, you know, it's nice to see him, uh, you know, learn, learning the job and, and eventually in a few years taking over for you. That's right. As Hi, it Austin. seems every week we're talking about uh, trying uh, to replace uh, uh, you. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm kind of on the hot seat, I take it. So, yeah. Hi, Austin. And, you know, please pick up all that you can, but not too much. <laughs> um. I did, you know, we're talking about the Jets and how terrible they are because they're pretty terrible. Because <laughs> that's a fun thing to talk it, about. It is a fun you. thing to talk about. But I did, I don't know if you saw, I shared a photo earlier today. I did. I did. Um, and I'm going to pull that up here again. Let's see. Okay. So, um, I know my my uncle won't agree um, because they end up here well, in the third, third I think, spot. I honestly think two out of four he would agree. I, I think two out of four he <laughs> would agree. So, he's going to go half and half on this. I, I think I, he agrees with the bad and the stupid. But um, the good and ugly, he's probably not going to see eye to eye. I'm really just, I mean, obviously, with Miami being the good on this shirt, that's a right. plus. But the, the thing that I laughed about was the fourth one. I knew you were going to like the fourth one more than any of the other yeah. three. Oh, yeah, the fourth one's the best. You know, it has the, all four AFC East logos, Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, Jets, in that order. But overlaid on the logos, it says the good, the bad, the ugly, and the stupid. <laughs> the right. Jets are the stupid and the... That that just makes me laugh. Right, so if yeah. we had any Jets fan listeners, we probably would have no more Jets fans <laughs> listeners. But I don't think that we have any. So, uh, which is okay. Yeah, I don't know. No, right. no, no big loss there. Uh, so Jets fourth place. They had that issue with the quarterback, and not meaning that they're just terrible, but Geno Smith got sucker punched by a teammate who promptly was released, and, and then. then Signed by the rival Bills, which is who, just the most Rex Ryan thing ever. Right. Who had just fought, you know, Rex Ryan, who had been fired by the Jets, goes to Buffalo immediately. Well, not immediately, but the first chance he gets, signs the linebacker that was cut by the Jets for punching and breaking the jaw of the quarterback, who had a lot to do with Rex getting fired from the Jets. Like, just, yeah, very Jets ish. Very much Jets, yeah. So anyway, um, I think they're going to struggle on offense. I think their defense will be okay, um, especially because they added a defensive head coach. And, um, you know, I don't know. Some suspensions there may play out, cause them some difficulty. But I think their defense is going to be okay. We talk about when you see when you have the different, um, you know, coaches coaching change on one side of the ball, you tend to see a bump. I think the Jets will see a little bit of a bump there. The problem is I'm not sure they got any better on offense. And offense has been a problem for years. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. <coughs> they added Brandon Marshall, like you mentioned, and have Eric Decker, Chris Ivory at times something. Can the line hold it together? Their defense, at least the front seven part of it, is aging in the linebacker core, but they have a pretty sick three four man rotation along the line if they're all healthy or if they all report to to camp and for, to play in the, the season and aren't suspended you know and p- people were jumping up and down with revis going back and bringing Cromarty back and they kind of get an old gang together but <coughs> I, I just i don't know and maybe it's before because of my hatred of the team and how much i dislike the jets and everything about gang green you know a few years back the beginning of the rex ryan years they 
their fans literally went through and thought they were going to go undefeated. Like, they were, like, at worst, 15-1. I'm just like, are you insane? Like, are you crazy? Wow. And I, mean, I there's just... There's a legitimate <laughs> argument to be made there if you're I think they fan, went 9-7, so. and seven too. I think they were 9-7 and seven that year. So. so, it's just, I don't The Jets, to me, I don't see... I don't see much happening there. Um, and I would probably say first year under coach Todd Bowles, I'll probably say five wins. Um, I think is a good, I was going to say probably landing, four or five wins landing, landing spot for them. I'd say the jets, uh, would be four wins. Um, <coughs> now before we move on, let's double check. See here, check the tests. I got two from my, from bill here. Um, Oh, he's giving us our, his take on how he thinks the AFC East is going to hang out. Um, he agrees with us, Jets in last. So before we give anything else away, he says Jets in fourth. Third place here, what are we going to do? On three. One, two, three. Bills. Bills. <laughs> Bill also says the Bills in third place. So not a lot of difference here. A lot of people are hyping up Buffalo um, in the offseason after the draft. They think Buffalo's got 99.9% .9 of an incredible team, but that 0.1% is the quarterback right and that seems like just repeat on the rex ryan story um yeah, exactly not who the quarterback was and to be fair i'm not saying mark this will sound like a homer because he's now on the eagles um i'm not saying mark sanchez is the answer but in reality is mark sanchez the best quarterback that rex ryan has had i can't re i can't recall all of them off the top of my head like i don't yeah, know yeah it'd be but, hard to say without seeing a whole list in front right, of you right it's possible but, and there were times when their defense was great that Mark Sanchez was enough. So my question would be with the Bills, and it's just a question. Like, I think there is room. If their defense is great, like some of those Jets defenses were, can they get a Mark Sanchez-esque performance? That sounds ridiculous. Like, if you're hoping right. to get good enough, an average, you know, if you're hoping that you can have an average quarterback, like 15th, you know, if you can have 15th, so that'll make you in the top half of quarterbacks. I think if Buffalo gets a top half performance from a quarterback, I think um, they're not third in this division this year. You know what I mean? I think their right. defense is poised to be good enough. I think LaShawn McCoy is going to have a good year. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because if he does have a really good year, um, you know, depending on how things turn out in Philly, you could have some some tension there. You know, in Philly over that trade. Um, at the same time, he's I think he's thirty now or is thirty one. So you have some of that uh, kind of playing itself out. So it'll be interesting to see what exactly happens there. Um, I don't. I know Tyrod Taylor has has done okay in in the preseason. Um, They've all actually had their ups and downs almost right. on the same. EJ Manuel had played really well last night. I think so did and, Castle and Taylor. Right. So if, it'll be interesting to see because I feel like there's going to be a short short leash there at quarterback because I don't think they're really set on anyone. They're just kind of going to go with yeah. the hot hand. But if in reality, if you're not looking for exceptional quarterback play, if you're just looking for top 16 average, you know, a uh, quarterback play, then maybe that's, that's okay. You know, you're, you're not looking for a guy to light up the record books and, you know, lead you to wins and everything. You just want a guy in there who can get the ball to McCoy, get the ball, um, you know, to the wide receivers and, right. and stuff like that. Getting it to the wide receivers is a must because with Marquise Goodwin, 
uh, Percy Harvin, Sammy Watkins, and then Robert Woods on the outside. You've got three speedsters and an all-around all talented wide receiver. Um, obviously, you already mentioned LaShawn McCoy. If they can get a uh, solid starting offensive line, they've gotten some big guys recently, Chantrell Henderson, uh, Cordy Glenn, Sears Kwanjo. Um, I'm trying to think of some of their interior offensive linemen. But if they find a starting five there that can – keep whatever quarterback is playing upright, open some holes for LaShawn McCoy. They have a lot of potential. To me, though, and I'm sure my Bill's uh, friends would say that I'm being a homer, that I don't buy into it, uh, or maybe I'm bitter because they stole Charles Clay from us. I, you know, Whatever they want to throw at me, that's fine. Um, they probably would want to flip-flop You know, wherever I end up putting the Dolphins. They'd probably say that's where the Bills need to be fine that's fair this is just you know this is our show these are our opinions and i think when it all comes down to it i would not take any of these three quarterbacks on a team that i think is going to make the playoffs and i think that's what it ends up coming down to right yeah and it it wouldn't it wouldn't completely surprise me if they if they snuck into that second wild card spot um i'll be honest it really would i'm gonna peg them for eight wins i think nine I would say 10 is absolutely the high end. I, I would expect 9 to really be a more realistic high end. I could see them being at 7 wins, though, too. So I would probably say 7 or 8 wins. I anticipate a 500 or better season, so like 8 or 9. But, um, you know, I, I if I had to ping, pinpoint one, I would go with 8 just because I, I think they'll get to 500. I think there's potential to be above 500 if they can iron out um, that quarterback play and get enough out of that position because if you can't, if you can't, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter that you have good wide receivers. It doesn't matter that you have LaShawn McCoy because everybody's going to stack the box and it's it's just going to get ugly and you're it's going to be the Jets all over again. All right. You want to move on to second and see if sure. we're different here? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. All right. So we had Jets fourth, Bills third. We I, only got two teams I honestly left. don't know what's going to happen here. You don't know. You no, can't read you, me here. You know. I know exactly where and, I'm going and, with this. And, all right, well, let's get the countdown and say I the mascot no of our second-place team in the AFC East for the 2015 season. All right, one, two, three, Dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> oh, I thought for sure. <laughs> no. I didn't think for sure. I no. Oh man, I I, I, I can't again. do it. I'm not gonna buy into the, the you know. Well, the, then I the change mine. <laughs> changers. No, we're gonna be exact here. So we're gonna go Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets, hmm. Jets. I have no hope of the playoffs. Four, five, maybe six wins. Bills. Oh, we didn't say a win total for them. I think they're 500, maybe a little bit yep. above. So and I think I'm it's a good eight. division this year. Yeah. I say eight to nine wins for Buffalo. Like you said, maybe challenging for that last wild card spot. I have Miami in second, but I have them as a good second. I think at least ten. See, I'm, be I'm going massively. I'm massively going nine to ten, and I think ten. If they don't actually, get to ten, I'll be I really think disappointed. Nine, if they make the playoffs, the coaching staff is safe. Ten, I think the coaching staff is safe either way. Like you get, to yeah, 10, it's hard to fire a ten-win coach. Now, Miami has an owner that likes to make a seat. You know, wants to be make a splash and stuff. Right. And if you don't make the playoffs. It's hard to imagine that a nine-win team that makes the playoffs, you keep the coach. A ten-win team that doesn't make the playoffs, you right? You fire I know. The coach. It's that's the NFL. But it's the way that's things not work, how though. the rich guys think all the time, you know. So, I and we talk about this all the time. The stability is what they need. Um, I have them at nine or ten. Um, I have them. I, I I like Tannehill, but like I feel like some people have gotten really high on Tannehill, and I'm like I. I don't know if I'm ready yet. Just yet. It's not I'm not saying he won't like you know, sometimes we go on and be like, I don't think this guy's really gonna ever get it done. I don't feel that way at Tannehill. I just honestly feel you like I haven't it. seen it yet. Yeah. 
And I feel like every time they're like, oh, Tannehill's about to break out, then he like goes into a funk, and you know, or the team does. Maybe not just him, but the team does, and you're left thinking, all right, well, it's just the Dolphins hanging out around 500 again, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I in watching college football previews, they were talking about, I think it was Bo Pelini out at, out at Nebraska, and how he won nine. They were talking about Harbaugh and what is he going to do at Michigan, and talked about Pelini won nine games his first year in Nebraska, and everybody loved him. The problem was he won nine games kind of every year. Right, and, and it's he not, got fired not good for enough, that. Right, right, and obviously the schedule's different in the NFL. I feel like the Dolphins have have made strides to get better. They they struggle, but the it's last... time to actually see it. Like I, I want to see it on the field. So if they don't make the playoffs, as crazy as it is, I understand that they may have a coaching change in store, which is crazy because they're building in the right direction. You know, like but the the owners, you know, they're not going to continue to spend the money to not make the playoffs. So. I have to wait and see. Um, defensively, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what Sue brings because now that you might be getting double teams on the inside of the defensive line, it's scary to think what the right. you know the rushers might get done, you know. Um, or vice versa, if you leave your protection on the edges, the, what Sue could do if he's not getting double teamed, it's going to be interesting to see there. I still don't know that they have – the offensive weapons around Tannehill, I like. I know they have some running backs that can step in. Lamar, I, Mil- right. Lamar Miller, Jay Ajayi, but, the rookie. I think Ajayi had injury issue, issues, yeah. right? And Lamar Miller had injury issues last season. I think at least mine. No, stuff. it was no Sean Marino. Oh, that okay, had okay. But then he's you not have, there anymore. Yeah, you, you know, you have some turnover at wide receivers again, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but just kind of what what's going to come about there. You have a wide receiver that you drafted fairly early that he also has injury issues. Yep. You know. But Brandon Albert is out till week three. Right. They so think. I feel like already on the offensive side, there's lots of ifs. On the defensive side, up front, they're going to be solid. But you know what do they have in yeah. the back end? And, and that's why is... I have them second. I think I think enough of the ifs are going to play out that they are okay. I just don't know that they're going to be okay enough to be really good. I, I don't know. And not that it can't happen, but we talk about this with the other teams. When you start coming, well, if this happens, if this happens, right. if this happens – I don't think there's a lot of stretches for the Dolphins. So I think some of those things can go wrong and they'll still be good. It's just I'm not going to pick against the Patriots. I, I have them at, at, I think, at least 10. I, I just, I'll stick my neck out there. I think at least 10, but I don't think more than 11. I think they're in 10 to 11 range. I think they're good enough for the first or second wildcard spot. I think they are going to push the Patriots because I don't think the Patriots are a 13-14 win team. But... The good for the Dolphins, I do think, is going to be Tannehill. I do think it's going to be their talent at wide receiver. Um, I think Lamar Miller will have a, a good year. If, especially I, I if he's stellar. In but, the passing game. Right. If the passing game, it's kind of the reverse of what it had been years before. Now you're opening up the running game by using the passing game. I think that will help Lamar Miller a lot. My biggest if on offense, as it's been the last few years, is the offensive line. They're already struggling with injuries there. On defense, you mentioned it. The front four, absolutely incredible. When you're double-teaming, Damakon Sue and double teaming Cameron Wake. Like now, you already have four guys on two. If you you know you have three more guys, and, and, how are you going to block everyone? And maybe that helps your back end. You know that, exactly. I, that I was talking about. So um, because they're going to have to leave protection guys in. You know, so maybe that helps. I don't. I want to say deficiencies, but just the, the unknowns that are in the back end of the defense. The the linebackers are cause for concern for Miami just because I think they're unspectacular. Jelani Jenkins is young and he's improving. He's a, a weak side guy, good in passing game. Um, 
Comisi inside. He's bounced around to multiple positions with the Dolphins. He's settled in at inside linebacker. He's unspectacular, but he gets the job done, which is, you know, what the the what's supposed to be the architect and leader of your defense. You kind of want to be a bigger name. Um, he's underappreciated, but fine. Chris McCain is the other outside guy, which he's a tweener with no real skill set to fit in at end or linebacker. I think he'll be a bit of a problem. I think the Dolphins need an upgrade there. In the secondary, they've already lost Louis Domus for a second straight year to an ACL tear, so they're trying to find a second safety to go um, to to go next to Rashad Jones. At corner, they're hoping that some of their third-year draftees are stepping up in Jamar Taylor. Well, he's been injured. Right. Brent Grimes is is as much as his wife doesn't want to hear if you've ever seen her Twitter rants. Yeah. Um, she oh, He's over 30 and is in decline. What do they have behind them? So, you know, front four great. I think quarterback receivers great, but issues on offensive line and in the back seven on the defense. In the end, though, I think looking at the roster top to bottom, I'd like them better than the Bills. That's why I have them in second. Pushing the Patriots, but not quite there to get over the hump yet, which leads us to New England. And you already said it once. Until they prove otherwise, I feel like you have to give them the benefit of the doubt, right. which my dad is not giving them that. He has. Oh, he went with my my See, team. He picked the Dolphins, and I don't know if he just wants to do the same thing that Rich did to me. He wants to do to him and just kind of stick it to I, him. Um, but, yeah, he had Dolphins. He didn't give me wins. He says Dolphins over Patriots. We're not going that direction. With or without Tom Brady, as my uncle mentioned, right. Garoppolo's looked good. They still have so much talent there, both on offense and defense. Right. You know, even if they weather the storm and go two and two, it, it, that's if Brady even misses four games. Right. Who knows Which what happened there? He won't miss four. Um, you know, until I've seen otherwise, until an AFC East team or heck, an AFC team can take it to the Patriots, expose them. You know, and they're struggling at five hundred just to make the playoffs. Fine. You know, then you can say right. you didn't pick it. I'd be happy to be wrong about this, right. but I just don't see how this isn't, once again, New England's division. Right. When when Brady missed an entire season with a knee injury, what, they win 11 games? And missed the games? playoffs. Right, they missed the playoffs. With the Bills quarterback, Matt Castle. Right. Which, But think about that. They they were missing you know, Tom Brady, and they won 11 games, and now they missed the playoffs, like you said. However, it's one of those things where Tom Brady being out a potential at most four games, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think there's any way he's going to be out four. When, when you look at that, Okay, so like you said, um, you know, at worst they go two and two to start off. Right. Like, you know, I I think if there's a team that rallies the us against the world mentality, even when they have to manufacture it. Now that this isn't one of those cases, just but do your job when they do it. Yeah, they're gonna do their job and they're gonna get the job done. Um, you know, and you know, if I wanted to, this would be the chance to take the dig at, you know, Brady, because you could just be like, look, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. They right. do well anyway, yeah. you know. We've seen and, that. You know, they, they've done well without him. So, you know, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to make the dig at Brady. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. If, if someone wanted to, they could. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, we're hearing Garoppolo is the second best quarterback in the AFC. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what what the heck do they have to complain about now? So anyway, um, I I do think I think at most Brady ends up missing two games. That that's me personally. I think that's at most fine. it's two. I, I and I'm I, so over to flake. Right, I, I just want to know whatever it is. And I, and I honestly think a lot of Patriots fans don't. Obviously, they want it to be zero. Like I understand that, but I think everyone can agree that just like 
Get just it. tell us. Move what on. is it? Yeah, is it four? On. Is it two? Is it one? Is it none? Whatever it is, let's just figure it out so that it can be done with and move on with. Um, like, and, you know, this is, you know, I'm maybe throwing a bone here to our to our New England fan. When, when you have me saying we need to just, like, get past the the New England stuff, um, you know, that, that, that tells you we've reached That's a oversaturation right there, point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Either way, I think they go on. I'm going to put them at 12 wins. Um, I, I think I say maybe the Dolphins 12, steal one. Maybe the Bills steal one. But I, I think they're going to get the job done. Like you said, until someone else shows me that they can really kind of expose them and we don't have it as just like you know an incident last year in Kansas City where they just, for un- Patriots like, were unready to play. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it happening. I, and I, I think they win enough to win the division. I have them at 11 and 12 winning division. I'm not going to go and say like in years past that they're the AFC favorite. I, I, I just think that and they've had enough issues the last few years at times, you know, they're coming off a super bowl win. It sounds well, crazy, but you know, everyone's a year wrong, older. Like, right. What's Brady? Tur- like, he's like 30 or 30, 39 or something like that. So not, he showed no signs of decline, but when you're that, at that age, those signs can come up rather quickly. So you just never know. Um, so maybe, again, this is obviously Garoppolo getting some of the experience early on isn't the worst case no, scenario I definitely for Brady. Don't think think so. about how scary it is for Brady if he were to have to play four less games. You know, yeah. like And, and the Patriots as a team were able to weather the storm. I'm not sure that's not the worst case scenario. You know, if they go three and one with Garoppolo and then you have Tom Brady coming in, like, you know, being fresh. At the end of September or well, beginning of October, could you imagine if they go three and one or four and zero with Garoppolo, and, two and then they Brady. lose? That would that would kind of be my ideal situation. <laughs> chaos and Belichick That'd be land. crazy. Yeah. So yeah. my uncle actually texted. He'd us, probably so. cut Brady in the middle of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Rich from New England says that he agrees with our picks this weekend. Says that it gets harder every year for the Patriots, and I, I agree. I, I think agree. Yeah, yeah. you know they're still at the top of the mountain, but they're on that other side that's starting to come down. And I think I think that's just a testament to what they've actually done. As much as I hate to admit it, just. To, to have the sustained success that right. they have. It only took 15 incredible. years, right? But it only took 15 seasons for it to happen. But and it also doesn't mean there could be another peak on the other side. Just because you're coming Let's down a little bit doesn't mean that, that you're not going to no. go up. But I think they'll take a step back this year. I don't consider them the AFC favorite, but I don't know if I've actually, in my mind, figured out who I think the AFC favorite is. So maybe yeah. next week when we do the NFC East and the playoff stuff, maybe we'll be like, yeah, I have the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know at this right. point. Um so, so there you go. Jets in last place, Bills in third, Dolphins in second, Patriots at the top. Um, that's how we see the FC East. we got only one division left to do. Yeah, the most important. <laughs> the most important, right? I'm sure we'll have fun with that one next week as well. Oh, yeah. So once again, I do want to say happy birthday to my aunt. And um, watch the Bulldog Hour whenever we finally get it edited and produced tonight. We're going to be releasing it on YouTube, and you'll see that on our social media sites. And... Um, I guess I'll say it. Football starts this week. I guess I'll say it here. Um, college football starts next week before our show. High school football starts before our next show. And uh, I'll say it now, and I'll say it next week. But I'll early happy birthday to my wife, uh, who's celebrating a, a big one on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, happy birthday to your aunt, and early happy birthday to your wife. So anything else to add from you? Uh, no. You know, good luck to... Uh, the teams that we root for going into their respective seasons. Yeah, Wilson Friday at Mifflin, Penn State Saturday at Temple. Both of those big, big road games. B- yeah, um, big, big road like, games. I think Absolutely. people are writing off Temple. Um, oh, I'm definitely not. No, Penn State's only a seven-point favorite. Right, and actually, if you look at like the 
the like higher level metrics where they do the, like the projections of win. I think it's only like a fifty two percent chance that Penn State wins that game. Wow. Um, it's a virtual to- toss up because Temple is returning a lot of players. I think the fourth most like starters or starts, wow. however they calculate it, out of all Division One football teams. Wow. So. Um, yeah, Temple's a good team. Temple and San Diego State we need to look out for. Um, hopefully they can kind of take care of business, and I'm excited to see what they what the strides hopefully that they've made this offseason. So. All right, well, that's it. Thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 184th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes Store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.